Hi, everybody, and welcome to Ask Alley, your place for spiritual advice for busy people. Ask Alley is the longest running spiritual podcast on iTunes. I've been helping others there since 2005. Today is Monday, May 11th, 2020. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. If you'd like to get a reading or have your energy balanced, find out more about me or support the podcast, I'll leave the information below in the show's notes. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please rate it. Well, I hope all of you um, had a good Mother's Day yesterday. This goes for moms of uh, human children and of the fur babies and for the papas who are doing a uh, mom slash papa job. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Mother's Day. For myself, it was uh, low key. It was the first time ever I haven't seen my mother on on Mother's Day or uh, had my son here. So first one all by myself and I, I soldiered through. I slept, I watched movies, I listened to audiobooks, played with the animals. Uh, I did some laundry, I'm not gonna lie, I did a little bit of cleaning, but for the most part, I made it just a me day. And if you weren't celebrating Mother's Day at all yesterday, uh, I hope you had a nice Sunday. And for those of you that it was a hard day yesterday, Mother's Day, uh, Mother's may have passed or you never became the mom or became a mother like you wanted to be. Uh, I hope that you found a way to have a soft landing. Okay. And my love goes out for those of you uh, who had a very difficult day yesterday. During my um, <laughs> stay at home Mother's Day for myself, I... I got an email from Hay House. Now, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> normally I just delete them. Um, I don't read newsletters much, which is also why I don't send them out very often. Uh, it's a habit I need to break. And um, But this time with Hay House, something told me to open it. So I did. And Hay House now has a new audio app for their audiobooks and meditations and um, Hay House radio shows and they give you a seven day window for free you can listen to anything you want as much as you want for seven days and then it's $4.99 a month or $49 a year for this app so I thought okay well yesterday was Wayne Dyer's birthday Dr. Wayne Dyer and I thought well let's let's start with him let's get the app and let's start with um, Dr. Dyer because I just I like him and um I know my son liked them, so I told my son about the, the app, which he also got as well. Yay. Uh, so I started with, with listening to him. And he's really how I got to our topic today, which is what, what are you contemplating? That's our topic. And I'll get to that in a minute after I do the Oracle, overcard, Oracle card overview of the week. Uh, but, you know, I haven't, I haven't listened to um, or read anything from Dr. Wayne Dyer for quite some time, before his death, probably, gosh, 2012, 2013, may have been the last time. Um, I haven't been doing as much reading as I want to. Uh, Life just seemed to have gotten really busy. But I'm glad that I'm getting back into the swing of things with reading, even if I'm not physically reading, I'm listening to an audiobook. So, Hey House Audio, again, it's free. Um, Of course, I don't get anything for telling you about it, um, but many of you may enjoy it. So there you go. So for the Oracle Card Overview of the Week for May 11th, 2020, 
I am using the Sacred Traveler Oracle Cards by Denise Lynn. And if you hear a purr, that's because, of course, Zena has to be here. <laughs> um, I'm sure you heard her purring right there. But remember, everybody, that this is an overview. And with overviews, not every single card may pertain to you. Take what resonates with you from this reading and what doesn't, doesn't resonate with you, write it down because you may find that it resonates with you down the line. All right? You know, hindsight, there's a reason it's 2020, <laughs> here in 2020. Um, you know, I've given readings and I've gotten readings from people in the past and I'll tell people things, they'll say, not a chance in hell. You are so wrong. I love you, Allie, but you are so wrong. And then it comes to pass. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is what really happened. <laughs> I doubted you. I called you a few names. Although I still love you. I always get that parted. I still love you. Um, but I thought you were wrong. This is what happened. And then I've gotten readings from people. I'm like, there's not a, way, there's not a chance in hell that's going to happen. And I chuckled to myself. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it really does come true. And so I usually contact the person and say, ah, yeah, mm, 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 you were right. Um, but yeah, write it down. So let us draw the three cards. And of course, since this is no longer a video um, version of Ask Alley, you can look up the cards online. All right. So let's see what three cards we got going this week. One, two, and three. I am working on putting together the um, the group that I'd like to have that combines all of the things I love and and um, oh for the love of Pete, Zena, down. <laughs> she hasn't been up here all day. Uh, this is a very interesting three cards. And they all go together. What a surprise. Um, I don't even know what to say. Oh, the, the group. Yeah, putting the group together. I'm really looking forward to announcing this group to everybody. I hope you join me because it just, I'm, it's, it keeps just keeps growing. The things I keep putting in here, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, maybe I should do that or maybe I should put that in there. So I am excited. But anyways, back to the reading at hand. The first card that I drew is in the flow, which is everything is smooth sailing. So this week, folks, um, you're in the flow. Allow yourself to remain in the flow. Don't think that you know better for yourself than what the universe knows what's good for you, right? Because the powers that be know what's better for us than we do, always. So just allow things to just flow. If you go to try to do something and it comes up and you're able to do it effortlessly, do it. If you run into a brick wall, if you want to keep going that direction, try to do it differently and different again and different again and different again until you have hit the right mark and you can go around that impasse, right? So be in the flow. The flow is with you this week, so stay in it. The second card is answering the call. The time is now. So you're in the flow, you're you know, just floating along, everything's going as planned, and there's an opportunity. 
it just shows up. You're like, eh, I don't know. Seems like a kind of small opportunity. Do I really want to do something like that? <gasps> yes, you do. This week, when that, when that opportunity shows up, no matter how big or small it may seem to you, you want to answer that call. The time is now for you to step through that door. And let me tell you something, we're never ready to step through the door, ever. We think we're ready, we hope we're ready, but when that door opens and we step through, we never we find out we've never been ready to begin with. And yet somehow, we still handle it and move forward because that's what we do. We handle it and move forward as humans. So answer the call this week, guys. And lastly, we have the Begin Now card. Take your first step. So it seems like this week, if you allow yourself to remain in the flow, an opportunity will present itself and you want to grab it and take your first step onto a new path. Not too shabby, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if I say so myself. So in the flow, everything is smooth sailing. Answering the call, the time is now. And begin now, take your first step. And they go in order and they all go together. So, whew. I hope, uh, I hope you heed that and take that opportunity. Um, if you hear any snoring in the back, um, if you don't know it, it is Felix, Papa Felix. Uh, he did go to the vet on Friday, both him and little black kitty both went. Um, so Felix is on uh, rhythmiacin. <clears throat> now we're trying to get rid of his Darth Vader-ness from his sinuses. Uh, since he has FIV, it's kind of difficult to get anything done, you know, to heal with him because, uh-uh-uh. I just threw my shoe at Xena. Don't you yell back at me, you sassy pants. I threw it at it because she was about to spray something. Don't you yell back at me. Um, so he's on erythromycin to try to clear up his Darth Vaderness. And poor little black kitty, Xena, for the love of Pete. Poor little black kitty, um, he's lost a lot of weight. The poor baby's only six pounds now. And so we sent his we sent his poo off to get tested. So I'm hoping that his poo is okay. Well, it's not going to be okay, but I'm sure the poo will tell us what's going on. Um, but the poor baby, <laughs> as I'm driving these guys to the vet, they're in two separate cat carriers. But little black kitty, first he poos everywhere. So then there's had this godforsaken smell. And Felix is like meowing, like, man, this isn't me, but get me out of here. And then... <laughs> Right when I pull into the parking lot, he throws up. Little black kitty throws up. So in his little carrier, he's got poo in the back and throw up in the front. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> the poor babies. But we had plenty of material in order to send off to the lab. I'm hoping to hear back from them really, really soon. All right. So the topic for this week, and I did, I got this topic by listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer last night. Um, his book, Excuses Be Gone. And the topic is, what are you contemplating? Okay, because this book was about excuses. The excuses you tell yourself and uh, how to get rid of them, you know, so that you can move forward. So in thinking about the excuses you tell yourself and that worn out script in your head, he calls it a meme. My worn out script, the thing that goes on and on in your head over and over and over again, 
he, Dr. Uh, Dyer calls it a meme, you know, like the memes we see on Facebook or something. That's what he calls being, being put into our head. But he was very uh, adamant about there are these different um, questions and statements to think about when it comes to contemplating. What are you contemplating? Because what you think about shows up. What you become, what you think about. So if you're told at a young age, um, you know, you're good for nothing, SOB, you amount to nothing. That, to Dr. Dyer, is a meme. To me, it's a script that's put into your head. And it just goes over and over again. You believe it to be true, although it is not true. Okay. So in thinking about that script or that mean, you become what you think about. Okay. So you become what you think about. Number one, you attract into your life what you are, not what you want. So if your energy is at a level C, no matter how much law of attraction stuff you're going to work with, um, you're going to attract to you things that are on a level C, even though you're looking for like, you know, level J, you're going to get C. Okay. Because you attract what you are, not what you want. Um, you know, working with your, your thought processes and stopping those worn out scripts and, you know, saying them on their way, just saying, you know, it brings up, it comes up and you're like, I just don't need you anymore. You have no place in my life anymore. I'm not giving you any more of my energy. Be gone. Right? Be gone. Get the hell out of here. I don't want you anymore. You have to stop those thoughts by recognizing that you're thinking those thoughts. You have to recognize what you're contemplating. And the cat back there who's meowing, obviously she agrees, right? Um, and working with your energy, balancing your energy is also very helpful along with um, making these thoughts go be gone, right? Because those thoughts and what you're contemplating, once they're in you, kicking them to the curb is step one. Step two is rebalancing your energy. And that happens um, on your own over time, or you can purposely work with your energy and speed it up. That's completely up to you. Now, he also says your thoughts are actually things that act to begin in the process of materialization. They are workers inside of you. So your thoughts they have on the work pants and the overalls, you know, I'm thinking some of my thoughts, they are the, the plumbers of the past. They are somebody who's, you know, 300, 400 pounds, no shirt on, suspenders, um, got the plumbers uh, gap there in the back. So their ass is hanging out. Um, but those are, those are the type of th the workers sometimes that I used to feel were working around in me because <laughs> that's what my thoughts were like. Okay. They weren't positive thoughts. They were, they were thoughts that weren't for the best thing for me. So your thoughts are actually things that act to begin the process of materialization. They are workers inside of you. If you contemplate with thoughts that match with originating spirit, meaning what he meant by that, what I took, he meant by that is the divine, the, the, 
the powerful being, the one, um, the power that we come from and become human, and then we go back to at when we are deceased. So we arrive there and we go back there. That is the originating spirit. Okay. If you contemplate with thoughts that match with originating spirit, then you have the same power as originating spirit. So if your thoughts match the divine, which means those worn out scripts are not in there or memes are not in your head rummaging around, then you have the same power as the divine or the originating spirit. Now think about that for a moment. Just that pause, you know, put me on pause, that's okay. And just give yourself a moment to think about how much power and energy would you emit from yourself in? What could you do with that kind of uh, fantastic energy if your thoughts, if what you're actually, your contemplation with thoughts matched what the originating spirit has. It's kind of awesome if you think about it. It's kind of overwhelming too, right? And then he went on to say, when contemplation is a vibrational match to the originating spirit, you gain the cooperation of the divine mind, mind attracting and fulfilling desires. I'll say that again. When contemplation is a vibrational match to the originating spirit, you gain the cooperation of the divine mind attracting and fulfilling desires. All right, and the vibrational match, that is, that is your energy, obviously, and something that you raise the vibration with once the worn out scripts or memes are no longer taking control of your life. And again, these worn out scripts and memes from his book is what we make our excuses out of. Okay, I can't do this, I can't do that because of this script or this meme. But when those things are gone and our vibrations get stronger and they rise and they match the originating spirit, so we're one, we're in the flow, right? We're one with the flow. You gain the cooperation of the divine mind attracting and fulfilling desires. This is why when you're in the flow, you seem to attract more what you desire because you are at that level, your energy, that you attract what you are, which are things that you want, right? And a lot of people, when they try to attract stuff, it's not necessarily things. You know, some people try to attract prosperity and more money, a better job, a better house, a vacation, a holiday, someplace, maybe a better car. I know I did for the better car part. I'm not gonna lie. And I got one, which is nice. Um, but you know, while others attract good health, love, peaceful thoughts, serenity. You know, we all have different things we attract, but attracting fulfilling desires are easy when you're a vibrational match. Okay. Contemplation is therefore, their contemplation therefore is an action within itself that sets into motion the all of creative forces in the universe. So, oh, that cat. So contemplation is an action 
because remember we have all those little worker bees in there because what we um our contemplation of thought our thoughts our little worker bees are inside of us you know hammering out something so contemplation is an action within itself that sets into motion the all of the creative forces of the universe so i don't know about you but you know i was listening to him and i'm thinking you know i guess contemplation is is kind of important <laughs> but what am i contemplating it's like for instance um okay i'm gonna go out and deliver foods food on my um on my bus route since we don't have kids we deliver food and I have different ways to contemplate how my day is going to go on this bus. I can I can contemplate, oh my gosh, what if, um, you know, the, my helpers, they're, they don't know, they don't know what they're doing and everything just gets so jumbled up and it's, it's only for 15 minutes, but it's the most stressful 15 minutes I'm going to have all day. And what if they come with COVID-19 and they don't know and I get it and oh my God, the world's falling apart, the sky's falling on my head. I can contemplate that or I can contemplate wow I sure do hope I'm gonna have a good time and then I get I get along with the people that I'm with and that we're joking and that the people are still happy when they come in and pick up their food and that we all stay you know I contemplate we're all staying healthy and well and keeping each other safe and respecting one another it's two different ways to contemplate now, if I go in contemplating doom and gloom, uh, I may not get all my versions of doom and gloom, but I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get part of it because my vapor, a vibrational match is a match to my contemplation and my thoughts, my little worker bees are going at it and it wants to give me the outcome I keep thinking about. Of course, when I go for the other side, maybe it doesn't all come true. You know, maybe the people I'm with are a couple grumps. But we all seem to get along okay, and everyone's still okay to get their food. They wave, hi, bye, thank you, and we all go about our ways. All right. Um, he kept going on saying, when you rely on excuses, you allow your false self, otherwise known as the ego, to contemplate what you do not want or what you cannot have. So with excuses, he's talking about um, the ego, you know, wants to make, we're just going to throw this out, $60,000 a year. The ego wants to make $60,000 a year, but oh my God, I can't ever get to $60,000 a year because I'm not smart enough. I can't do that. I can't start my own business. I, I can't go out and apply for that job. Are you kidding me? I, I'm not smart enough. Those are the excuses, the worn out scripts, the memes that are put into your head and you contemplate those thoughts, which turn into the excuses. And then your ego, because you're concentrating so much on, on what you don't want because of the excuses, um, you know, you're gonna get it. You're not even gonna apply for it, of course, because you know your ego has, has stomped out any possibility of you applying for it because your ego is full of those excuses so egos do and then he went on contemplation everything i know about myself even i must want to change i must have contemplated it into my reality so with myself 
because who else am I going to use as, as an excuse? No, we'll use my son as an excuse for this. Yeah, he's a good one for this. Contemplation. Everything that he knew about himself, but he still wanted to change, he had to have contemplated that change into reality, okay? When he graduated high school last year, June 2nd, 2019, he was 275 pounds. 275. Six foot three, 275. Still handsome as hell. But he was a big dude. Trust me, I fed him. <laughs> I know he was a big dude. He ate everything. Um, we go in in July. We get the first week of July after his birthday. He's now 19. We go in. We talk to the Davy. They're like, oh my God, your test is great. Everything's great. But you're way too heavy. You've got to be, you, we can't, you have to take it, it's going to be 213. You've got to drop some weight. And going from 275 to 213, it's like, <laughs> you're kidding, right? This is July. And the guys were like, you can do, you can knock this out in a couple of months. Not a problem. And of course, he looked at me and me being me, of course, I said, of course you can do it. Because, you know, he was going to do it. <laughs> um, it. It was up to him, but, you know, I was there supporting him. Anyways, this is the type of, this was a, a kid, a man, who wasn't in the change, okay? Um, he contemplated himself into 275 pounds. Because he ate other places other than here, mind you. But he contemplated a life in the Navy, thought about it over and over again. And he looked at me. Um, he was silent on the way home. He looked at me when we got home. He goes, Mom, I got to figure out a way to do this. I said, okay, you ready to go for it? He's like, Mom, I want that life. I want to be in the Navy. I keep thinking about it. I want to be in the Navy. I want to be that guy. Okay, baby, let's rock and roll. And we did. From the first week of July, I think it was starting July 6th, till September 13th, September, September 8th. It doesn't matter the date. It was in September. But he went from 275 <laughs> to 209. He did. <laughs> he contemplated his thoughts and formed a brand new reality. I mean, he's never, he never worked so hard in his entire life to get off that weight. But we, we came up with a, a plan together, a food plan and an exercise plan. And I'll be damned if he didn't stick to it. I didn't have to tell him. And he didn't complain about the food. We had a lot of salads, a lot of salads over the summer. That and uh, baked chicken with vegetables. Um, but we did treat ourselves with pizza every once in a while. I'm just going to throw that out there. But um, for the most part, it was that and he... We have a long driveway, and he went up and down. Was one, was was one, um, one trip. He started off doing five up and down, so up and down, you know, one one down and up was one, down and up was two. He did five of them for the first week. Then he put the ten. Then he put the fifteen. Then he put the twenty. Before you know it, he was up to fifty, and but he wasn't losing any more weight. So we're like, hmm. I said, okay, honey, guess what? It's time for two. How about two a days? You do it twice a day, 50 each time. And it was up to him. But he contemplated that reality of him being in the Navy. And I'll be damned, he went out there and did it twice a day. 
in the, in the heat with all the bugs, things that he hates, trust me. Um, but yeah, he did it. He contemplated his own reality. He knew everything about himself. He knew, he knew what worked for him, what didn't work for him. And he, <laughs> he turned it all around and contemplated his new reality. I couldn't be more proud of that kid, seriously. Um, next, the presence of excuses in your life is evident you contemplate what you can't do or rather than the infinite, infinite possibilities that are, I can't read anymore, that are inherent in yourself. Okay, the presence of excuses in your life, they're evident that you contemplate what you can't do or rather can't have than contemplating on the infinite possibilities that are who you are, are part of you already. So you contemplate the poo-poo and don't go for the gold. Where's the star, right? You're looking at the tower card all your life instead of the star card or the sun card, right? That's what it's talking about. That's what the presence, presence of excuses do. You're the tower card man or the nine of swords or the ten of swords. Those swords things are not good. <laughs> so nine, ten of swords with the tower card, right? Next, to rid yourself of excuses, you must learn to practice contemplation on what you intend to manifest and simultaneously detach from the outcome, which I know. I know it sounds kind of hard. You have to contemplate what you want to manifest, but then detach from the outcome. And the best way to do this, he said, and I agree, um, is to be of service. How can I be of service? Be of service to those around you and want what you wanted for yourself, you want for them. That enables you to put it out there what you want to manifest, but by serving others, you detach from the outcome. That's Felix behind us who, I'm not sure what he's doing. Coughing up a furball, right? Are you okay back there, Felix? There we go. All right. Um, contemplate like God does with thoughts on how may I serve, then what's in it for me? See? That's how you manifest and detach from the outcome. Contemplate like God does with thoughts on how may I serve, then what's in it for me? If we all did this, all the time, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? This world would be a better place. Um, he talked about, and I don't know who he was talking about, but this somebody, I think it was the Dalai Lama, um, mentioned that if we took all five-year-olds and for a year, they would meditate, um, like an hour a day for a week, an hour a day a week, every week for a year, there we go, on compassion. If every five-year-old did that, then war, hatred, racism, gender equality, all of that would fall aside. So. And lastly, he left with um, the law of flotation was not discovered by the contemplation of the sinking of things. 
see you contemplate, see what you contemplate as on its way and the universe will ultimately offer you experiences that match up to whatever it is you are contemplating. So he gave the, the suggestion of um, the Wright brothers, Kitty Hawk, flying an airplane. They didn't go into looking at how to get up in the air at the thought of, you know, crashing every time. Of course, I'm sure crashing entered into their thoughts, but that's not what they focused on. They focused on how can we get in the air and how long can we stay there? That's where their thoughts were. They didn't know how they were going to get there. They weren't 100%, but that was their end game and that's where they put their focus. And by doing so, they also detached from the outcome if you think about it. That was their end game, but because that was their end game and they worked on getting to that out to that end game, they weren't focused on the end. They weren't focused about being in the sky. They were focused on how to get to the sky. And along the way, because they of the end game they wanted, and that they were working towards that end game, the universe brought to them experiences, opportunity, and people to help them along the way to their end game. If their end game was to crash, well, that's what they ultimately would have done. Um, but they didn't. Ultimately, they flew. So now my um, writing down everything that he was talking about, I, I typed the best I could. Uh, but you might want to listen to the book, Excuses Be Gone. Again, Hey House app. You've got a whole week to use it for free. So you could actually listen to this for free if you wanted to. But just think about what you contemplate. You're contemplating, what you contemplate, you bring into your reality. I know there's things that I've contemplated in the past that, ho, 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 I will never do again. I do not want them in my reality at all. All right, guys, believe it or not, he flaccid with me this long. Thank you. Uh, we heard at the end. If you like this episode of Ask Allie, please rate it and tell your friends. And in case no one's told you today, you are flipping awesome. I love you. Thank you for spending some time with me. And I hope you have an incredible week. Till next Monday, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.